Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. Turbo prayers. So starting a new series of Bible studies, and actually before the last Bible study, I was praying and God gave me uh, a theme, and I said, well, maybe I'll teach it and apply it kind of to Hebrews, because it kind of fits there. And then I said, well, I don't know. And then I said, well, I could also teach Ephesians, and it applies to Ephesians, and you could teach Ephesians. And I, uh, then I was looking at some things, and I said, well, it doesn't really fit just into anything. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to teach the theme, and we're going to jump around to different scriptures. But God dealt with me about a theme, upgrades upgrades and maybe you're thinking it's like, oh preacher upgrades is that kind of like you know the wife gets the upgrade for her ring that's maybe what you if you're married an upgrade is when you upgrade your wife's diamond ring and get her a bigger diamond ring uh well no that's not exactly what we're talking about but there is a time where jesus talked about this merchant was seeking goodly pearls and then he found this one pearl of great price. And it said that he sold all that he had and bought that upgrade. So there is something to be said about that. But what we'd like to do is we'd like to direct your attention to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. So we're not talking about a diamond upgrade tonight, but about an identity upgrade. An identity upgrade. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. You hear someone died, they say they passed away. Old things are dead. Behold, 75% of things are become new. What kind of version? That's like the HIV version, right? No. It said, behold, all things are become new. Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship with God. Christianity is completely different. So we want to approach it like that. So we want to teach on the theme of upgrades for the coming Bible studies. And we want to deal with an identity upgrade. And so this cement drug driver stole my identity. And nobody would believe me. Not even my wife. But later I, have, I found some concrete evidence. <laughs> This person said, hi, I'm, I am an identity thief. My pronouns are you and yours. <laughs> Last one, since we're near Disney. What do you call a mouse with no identity? Anonymous. <laughs> okay, so upgrades. It means to make something better. Why would you get an upgrade anyway? So... Growing up, and I'm a little bit older than some of you, maybe not as old as some of you, um, we ha I had a cassette tape collection. I was actually somewhere with Reverend Patterson, and we saw, they used to buy these like wooden uh, cassette tape carriers, and the wooden ones were nice. And I think I had a 48, and you put your little cassette tapes in there and said, Preacher, I don't even know what a cassette tape is. It's old, right? And I even had some vinyl records. We won't go that far back. And, and we watched movies on something called VHS tapes. These big old block tapes, right? 
and my phone at home had a cord that went into the wall. So a preacher, what about now? We listen to music, watch things, talk, all on one thing. It's all on a little box that's called a cell phone, right? A smartphone. So we got upgrades. And why do you need upgrades? Well, some things are out of date. So we were at... <laughs> Sometimes you need to get an upgrade because something's out of date. You ever had food that needed an upgrade? It was out of date. And I remember when we bought, we were at another location and we went and bought some soda from a place called Safeco. And I never knew that soda could go out of date. But it did. I mean, we opened it and it was bad. I mean, soda can go bad. It was out of date. So the soda needed an upgrade, right? So maybe the technology, it needs an upgrade. And finally, uh, my wife, I think she had a phone or some device and you just couldn't upgrade it anymore. Is that right, brother? The, the, it will, and they know that, the technology, they know that. They want you to upgrade, to buy the newest, greatest, latest thing. So our technology, it's out of date. It simply doesn't work. Well, another, another reason you might need an update or an upgrade is something is out of order. For example, my wife got married, and I know it's a tradition, but she, she took a new last name. Some people hyphenate names, but it was a new relationship, and she got a, a name change. And sometimes, uh, maybe an old behavior, it's out of order with our identity because of our new identity because of a relationship in Christ. So we're dealing with upgrades. And, it's, and so, first of all, why? Because we were created by God in His image. And that's the whole reason for our relationship with Christ. God made us. Adam lost the relationship with God. And then Jesus brought the possibility of us coming back to what Adam lost. So it said in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26, And God said, Let us make man. Who's us? The angels? This one guy said, it was the angels. I said, no. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's the divine trinity working together. Let us make man in our image. God was not confused with his pronouns. He knew what he was talking about. After our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle... And over all the earth. You know, God put us in a place of rulership and dominion. We have to remember that. Because like, oh, but a dog is the same as a person. Unfortunately, the Bible doesn't say that. It says that we have rulership. And we should not be uh, harmful to animals. And in fact, my daughter and I will walk around. So we used to do this. We don't do this much more. And we'd see the earthworms. They would come out at night. And they would get on the, tar, uh, the, the asphalt, the road. And that's fine. But then when the sun comes up, that road turns into a skillet and it begins to cook them into some little earthworm chicharrones, right? So my daughter and I would pick these earthworms that they would, you know, didn't realize how far it was across the street. We'd throw them back into the dirt because and I care, I care. And so, and plus they weren't very good to eat anyway. I wasn't going to eat them, but I'd throw, you know, God cares about. And so we don't want to be cruel to animals, but brethren, the human beings were created above the animal kingdom. Okay, God created man in his own image and the bible says so god created man verse uh, 27 man in his own image in the image of god created he him who adam the male and i know they're talking a lot about gender and a lot about pronouns and i'm not trying to get in a fight 
But the word of God says he created Adam and he was a man, okay? And then it said male and female created he them. And again, I'm not, I know that this is a touchy subject, but there are two genders and God made males. God made them. We didn't choose them. And God made females. And you say, well, I'm assigned to something. And I understand people face different things in their life and they, they go through, we all go through crazy times, but I'm not taking away from that. But brethren, God created us as a man and as a woman. And, and when we accept that, that's part of our identity in Christ, that God made us this way. Amen. And it's, it's not my church saying that. It's not just that, the, that, that uh, you know, certain Christians believe that. Brethren, that's just the truth. That's what the Bible says as well. Amen. So right there, I might get some hate mail on that. But you know what? We just want to tell the truth. And this is just the truth because we need an identity upgrade. It can be very confusing if we follow our feelings. Have you ever followed your feelings? Feelings don't want to get out of bed in the morning. Okay. Feelings don't feel like anything. There's times I don't feel like a Christian. I don't feel like a pastor. And uh, there's, but feelings is not what God, God gives us an upgrade in our identity and he'll give it to us. And so that's what we're teaching on Matthew. And so the upgrade God gives us is an identity. Matthew chapter eight, verses one to three. I want to just notice a word that Jesus said here when he was come down from the mountain after he taught the sermon, what we call the sermon on the Mount, the Bible study on the Mount, whatever it's, uh, whatever he sat down when he taught, he wasn't preaching. So. It was like the Bible study on the Mount. It's called the Sermon on the Mount, okay? It's the Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. So in Matthew chapter 8, when he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leprechaun. Oh, no. That's, isn't it coming up on St. Patrick's Day? No. There came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, if you want to, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will. That's what I want. Listen, this is what he said. Be thou clean. He didn't say do anything. He said, you're just clean. That's your new identity. And it said, and immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Now, Jesus gave that man a new identity. He didn't say, okay, go wash yourself. Or No, he said, you're just clean. And he touched him and he was clean. Why? Now, I want to share this because Jesus' identity is who we are, not just what we do. See, a lot of times people can say, well, I've got to do this. I'm a Christian, so I've got to do this. I'm a Christian, I've got to do this. Well, you know what? There's a behavior associated for being a Christian, but the driving force of my behavior is not works. See, salvation is based on works, but it's not our works. It's Christ's works. The work of Christ on the cross, that is the work that gives us our new identity. So when Jesus, the work that we need to be uh, concerned with is found in Romans chapter 10 and verse 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Notice that word again. Be Say, well, I don't feel it. I didn't feel anything when I prayed for salvation. I didn't feel the tinglies. I didn't, you know, you know, some people that go, they touch them and they fall out and people catch them with white gloves on and everything. I didn't feel any of that. I didn't have lightning going up and down. 
But what did I do? I approached God according to what his word says. And I got an identity upgrade. And when I went back to where I was living in the military, everything that I did that wasn't according to the word of God, it began to be uncomfortable. And I didn't know where it came from. I didn't know what the Bible said. But there was a new creature. Old things were passed away. Behold, all things were become new. And the Bible said that all things were of God, that God gave me a new identity, and I didn't even know it. I, I've referenced this before. This uh, greatest American hero, this uh, guy, it's an old TV show, okay? So if you watch the trailer, I don't think there's anything bad. It's from the 80s. He's got like this big blonde afro kind of thing. And uh, so he sees this UFO land, and uh, this alien like, you know, gives him a space suit or something like that, you know, like a Superman suit, right? And so he's carrying it back to like his car and the instructions fall out. Bloop. They fall on the ground, right? So he puts on this like super suit, but he doesn't know how to use it. So he's got all these powers, but like he doesn't know how to land. So he'll be like flying and he like to crash land because he didn't have the instructions. So that was, that's someone when they give their life to Jesus, they have a new identity. They're just not really sure why they feel uncomfortable where they used to do these things their whole life. And why is it making uncomfortable? Because God's given you an identity upgrade. How do you find out about it? Read the Bible and find out the identity that you have in Jesus Christ. So when you become a Christian, there's going to be an amazing resistance to the new identity. And, you know, sometimes it's us, right? Sometimes we talk ourselves out of it. Like, I can't do it. I'm no good. Uh, but other times it's other people. But... Uh, I remember I just read about this man named David. And so he went out to this fight in 1 Samuel chapter 17. This man named Goliath, this huge giant, was presenting himself 40 days, morning and evening, it said. And he would present himself and challenge Israel to a one-on-one -on -one fight. Send us a man, we'll fight. If I win, you serve us. If he wins, we'll serve you. Meaning to the death, right? Like, a, like high noon, right? So David was told by his father, Jesse. David's not one of the Duke boys, but his father was Jesse. He wasn't Uncle Jesse. So David goes out and he's taking some food to his brothers. The top three brothers or his first three brothers were in Saul's army, who's the king of Israel. And so David went out there and uh, as David's there, Goliath comes out and, and everyone runs away. And David, he hears that there's a reward that if you defeat Goliath, now David was just the delivery. He was like the Uber, like Uber Eats, you know, he was just delivering food. And he hears that if you defeat Goliath, you'll be rich and rich with many riches and you get the king's daughter for your wife. And this is like the best thing. I mean, now that I'm an adult, he'll make your house free in Israel. What does that mean? A free home? No, it's not what it means. No taxes. That would be, Patrick, wouldn't that be awesome? No taxes? Like free, for like no tax. Like, woohoo! That enough, I'd be like, where is he? <laughs> free, no taxes? That'd be awesome. Anyway, so, so David, he's like, oh, I want in on this deal, right? David wants to do it. And so he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that should defy the armies of the living God? So he's getting excited. And his oldest brother heard him talking. Now his oldest brother, Eliab, he was in the army. Notice what he said. His anger was kindled against David. This is in verse 28 of 1 Samuel 17. Why camest thou down hither? Who do you think you are? And with whom hast thou left those 
few sheep in the wilderness. Oh, you just have, you know, he was belittling his uh, motive and then his job title, and you only have a few, right? And then he said, I know thy pride and the naughtiness of thy heart. For thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. You're just a looky-loo. You're trying to find something and, and watch something. And notice what David said. What have I now done? What's your problem? He said, isn't there a cause? There's a greater cause than our life. So first of all, family might resist your identity. Now say, well, what did David think? Who did David think he was? Just give me a moment. It doesn't stop at family. Then he came to the king and he said, I'll go fight. And the king said, you can't go fight. You're a kid. And so he begins to recount how he uh, defeated the lion and defeated the bear that came and took a lamb out of his flock. And then he convinces Saul. So Saul says, you can go and fight. But Saul resisted his identity too. So then he came down to the Philistine, Goliath. And Goliath disdained him, it says. He's like, am I a dog? He's like, you send me the water boy? I mean, you're sending me this little kid with a staff. I mean, come on, with the pool cue, right? He's coming to armed combat. So he was mocking him. Our enemies will resist our identity. But you know what? If you read the end of the chapter, Saul lost his head over the, Saul, Goliath lost his head over the matter. Okay, we know who won. And he said, well, preacher, what does this have to do with identity? How come there was so much resistance? Well, when you become a Christian, you might not be anything to look at on the outside. In fact, your job might not be anything to look at on the outside. Your physical stature might not be anything to look at. But we need to realize when we get an upgrade in our identity, God doesn't look on the outward appearance. Men do. And unfortunately, you can look at, you know, uh, I think it said that, that girls, their, their uh, mental health cases are just exploding. Why? Because they go to tic-tac, tic-tac. The, the minty ones, TikTok. TikTok, Instagram, and they see all these beautiful women, perfectly proportioned, and they're like, I need to be like that. No, you don't. But they need to realize that, wait a second, I need to find out what God says I am. But you know, there's men's magazines, and I'm not talking about men's journal, but the men's magazines, they're all pictures of the outside of a woman. It's not like, oh, there's a woman's spleen, and there's her heart. No, it's, it's other parts of the woman. People are focused on the outside. But God's focused on the inside. That's where our identity is. And David said, well, why was David so sure of who he was? God told him. If you go back to the chapter before, in 1 Samuel chapter 16, it says, Samuel, he said, I rejected Saul. He said, fill thine horn with oil and go. I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite. I have provided me a king among his sons. And he said, you're going to anoint one of them king. And so all the sons were passed before Samuel and it wasn't any of them. And then God brought David to Samuel. He was out watching the sheep. They didn't think that he needed to even be there, right? It's like, surely it's not David. But the Bible said he brought him in and Samuel took the horn of oil 
and appointed him, anointed him in the midst of his brethren. So all of his brethren, Eliab knew he was king too. In the next chapter when he was mocking him, he knew he was king. He didn't like it. You know, some people might not like it because God says that you are who you are and they know it. And it says, then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And notice, and the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. He was a new creature when he went down to fight Goliath. And it's sometimes all of these things that happen, we have all this resistance. Hey, you know what? It's because I'm no longer on the spectator side, I've joined the team and I'm down on the field and there's resistance and there's people coming the other way. It's like someone just tosses you a football and then people are looking to tackle you. Why? Because I am now part of the Lord's army. I've just joined. And the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. What does that mean? That means royal means part of the royal family, part of the king's family. Say, preacher, not me. I'm not. I'm from this poor family or that poor family. But you see, we need to upgrade in our identity. Yes. And I know that you think, and I, there's people with the bumper stickers that says, don't look at the car, my treasure's in heaven. And I understand that. God saves us in different financial circumstances. But let me tell you, we don't need to carry ourselves as someone who is anything but what the Bible says we are a, cho- a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God. That's what God said. You're, you're a child of God. Who which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. You know that people will notice you and you'll be, you'll be uh, walking around just you know, minding your own business. And people will m- mistake you for someone else because of what you carry with you. And I know, I mean, we've gone. To, now, I know I wear a shirt and tie, but lots of people do. Okay. So I will leave and we were at Winn-Dixie years ago. And this people would come up. Excuse me, sir. You work here? And no, no, I would say no, no. And then one day I was feeling frisky. So this woman comes up, sir, do you work here? And I, I didn't lie. I said, ma'am, how can I help you? Because I was bored and I knew where stuff was. She said, where are the tampons? And I said, I had no idea what the <laughs> And I said, ma'am, I don't work here. And she hit me. <laughs> but here's the thing. <laughs> she thought I looked like someone in authority. Why? You know, you carry yourself different as a Christian. It doesn't matter where you are. Uh, we were at the car show, and I, I told a man that I was in the Marines because we were doing this test, test drive. And his son is in the Marines. And he looked at me, maybe because I'm old. He said, oh, you were at least a colonel. <laughs> a colonel? I was a colonel of corn. I mean, I was a corporal. I was just, I was like, a colonel is an officer. So it's an upper grade. It's right under a general. Okay, that's what a colonel is. So I was not a colonel. I'd open the colonel's door maybe so he could get in the car. But that's not what he saw. And he, and he was dressed very nice, wasn't he? Brother Spencer, you were there. And he was dressed very nice. And I wasn't. I was just dressed in like a 
shirt and trousers, right? So I wasn't like overdressed. You carry yourself different when you realize who you are. And I didn't have a nice car. I don't have retirement from the military, but I have Jesus inside of me. And Jesus makes you different. And I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they were wrong. I was not who they thought I was. But it's because they see something in a life that you carry yourself when you get this identity upgrade and say, wait a second, I need to be what Jesus says I am. God makes me a different creature. God gives me esteem. God gives me confidence in him, not self-confidence, but confidence in him. So a preacher, did God issue you a new car? No, he issued me more stuff to do and more bills. That's what I got. And then we're going to buy a church and have more bills and more stuff to do. But God with it gives us his spirit and all of his identifying characteristics. God does. So the call of God brings the blessings of God. God calls us, but then he blessed. Notice when he sent David out and David was anointed king, he went and defeated the enemy of Israel, which is what the king should have done. Saul was there, but David took on the job and he didn't have the crown. He didn't have anyone's permission except whose? God's permission. You know, God calls you to do something. He'll give you all the resources. And I know this sounds like a cliche, but that's the reason it's repeated because it's God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. God takes you and just makes you into what he wants you to be. And God will qualify you. Say, well, preacher, I don't feel qualified to do this. Join the club. How many times have I said I don't be qualified? I'm not qualified to be a pastor. So, well, you're right. Well, it's not whether I'm qualified or not. And I wasn't God's first choice. Someone else was. They didn't, and David wasn't God's first choice. He was God's second choice. Saul was the first choice. And God didn't make a mistake with Saul. God knew exactly who he was choosing. But I wasn't the first choice. I was number two. And I never know. I never found out who was the first choice. Do you know who it was? I, I, not that I'd want to know anyway. But they didn't respond to the call. But you know, when you're a Christian, you respond to the call. That's what makes the difference. The preaching is the gospel call. And when someone says, I need Jesus, then God's like, oh, you come here and I'm going to give you a new identity. I've got something for you to do after I show you who you are in Christ. There's a, a song, and I was looking for it a little bit. I found a different one on the internet, but there's a song. And Reverend Patterson probably remembers it. It says, I'm a child of the king. Do you know what that means? I, it means I've got royal blood flowing through my veins. And so, preacher, I don't feel like that. I feel like I'm no good. You know what? I think it's time to stop feelings, okay? I think it's time to start identifying ourselves and say, wait a second. I am a child of the king. God did not make a mistake in saving you. God did not make a mistake in calling you. He did not make a mistake in, in putting you uh, into the church and, and uh, giving you his word and giving you his spirit. He did not. We just need to upgrade our identity and say, wait a second. I'm not who people say I am. I'm not even who I say I am. Have you ever downplayed yourself? <laughs> but I'm who God says I am. Amen. That's what God says. And you know, sometimes... You have to tell yourself. If you feel down, you have to say, wait, I'm a new creature in Christ. What? Thus saith the word of the Lord. And sometimes we need to preach to ourselves. I have preached to myself many, many times. In fact, my wife has said stuff, and I don't like it. When my wife says something that I don't want to hear, but it's true. You ever have someone, they tell you that? 
Like, they shouldn't have said that, but the hurt is that it is right. <laughs> but you know, the word of God is right. And sometimes we need that word of God. And uh, I'm running out of time, but if we get an identity upgrade, check out Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 to 14. It's like your ID card. So we carry an ID card. What is it? An ID card or identity means sameness, right? So ID card, I don't think they have weight on your ID card anymore, like on your driver's. I think they took the weight off. Isn't that right? I think they took the weight off. They still have height. So there's identifying characteristics. I don't know if I should have a hair color anymore, but don't have any hair. But we need an ID card. We're issued an ID card by God. First of all, it says I'm blessed. Verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who hath blessed us? Why? Because God said so. Have you ever felt like you're not blessed? But you are. God bless you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. That's where my blessing is because that's where my identity is. And if I have that, I mean, I, look, you can take stuff to Jesus and just on your relationship with him, you don't even have to have an internet connection, okay? You get the faith connection and you can get what you need from Jesus Christ because you're his child. That's your identity. And I'm going to leave you with this one, but you can keep reading. But I'm going to use this as my last one. Verse 4 to 5. I am chosen according as he hath chosen us. You know, you might have thought that you chose to get saved, but it wasn't before God drew you by his spirit. It wasn't before God died on the cross for you. Long before you were born, Jesus died on the cross. And before the world was formed, he was slain before the foundation of the world. God already had this rescue plan in before we were a twinkle in anybody's eye. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Man, that's a long time ago. (laughs) That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. And uh, my little sister, uh, she said, I'm Swiss. I have two little sisters. And my youngest sister, Beth, she said, I'm Swiss. And I think my mother said something like, she said, I'm Swiss like grandma. And my, and my mother said, you know, basically, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, because of grandma. Grandma's Swiss. Because my little sister Beth is, is Chinese. And she's adopted from China. And said, well, in what way is she Swiss? And I thought this was really powerful. She wasn't identifying with her birth family. She was identifying with her adopted family. No, she might not have looked Swiss, but she claimed her new family and she claimed her inheritance and heritage of her new family. You know, wherever wherever we come from, we need to claim our inheritance with our new family. Wait, my father, which is in heaven, my Lord gives me all spiritual blessings. And that's how we need to carry ourselves with a new identity in Christ. And you know, you have more confidence in him when we can just realize we need to upgrade in our identity. So I'm going to dismiss you with that. But you know what? Tonight, before you go to bed, why don't you claim those things in Jesus' name? Because in Jesus' name, our new identity will change what we do when we 
change of how we think that we are. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Upgrade your identity. At this time, Brother Spencer, would you dismiss us in prayer? Hey, we'll see you Thursday. Pray for the church. It's coming. Amen.